Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. As usual, you know, I always spend time contemplating how it is that I'm going to reach you, speak to you on any given podcast episode. And so I always make sure that I'm spending time with the Lord to try to glean and get a better sense and understanding of what it is specifically that He would have me to speak to in that particular moment. And what I found myself thinking about with the episode that we're going to kind of get into today in just a moment is the whole idea of just the mind, right? I I know we've spent the past few podcast episodes talking about the whole idea of surrender. And even with the idea of surrender, we cannot surrender without having an understanding of the fact that just the act itself is a mental exercise, right? So in keeping with the idea of the mental exercises, the thought processes, the way we think, what leads to us coming to certain conclusions, drawing certain conclusions, you know, no matter what it is, everything starts with the way that we think. I found myself just really getting stuck on the idea of just the mind, right? The mind, the mind, the mind. It is proven to be a very powerful thing, right? If you think about it, I know you all are probably familiar with the phrase mind over matter, right? How we think about it will dictate how we view it, how we perceive it, how we respond to it. The mind is asserted over the matter. The mind is asserted over the thing. The way we think about it is asserted over the circumstance, which is the thing. The way we think about it is asserted over what we are encountering in that moment. I could even give you another example of just the power of the mind and how it is a steadfast, proven, powerful weapon. Just think about the body, right? And how I've heard, you know, more than one occasion that you can will your body to do just about anything, right? At the point of giving up, you could will your body to continue to press in and press on, right? If you think about an athlete that's superiorly trained, a lot of times the push and the ability to get to that point of almost perfected athleticism comes from the ability to push the mind beyond what they feel are the limitations of the body, right? So even yet again, just another example of the powerful weapon that our minds have or are rather. And even in that regard, if our minds are powerful, that means the ability to will something is as equally as powerful. So where does this power go when it comes to the things of God? Where does the mind over matter? Where does the power of the mind to will us through specific circumstances and situations that might appear overwhelming to us? Where does that power go? And why is it that as believers, we sometimes struggle with willing ourselves through difficult circumstances and situations that we may be encountering? How is it that we can thrive when we are yet and still struggling just to survive? I'm going to say that again. How can you thrive when you are struggling to survive? 
Scripture says in the book of Psalm, chapter 28, verse 7, the New International Version, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. Amen. So, if we're thinking about the whole idea of the powerful weapon that the mind is, if we're thinking about the whole notion of just how the concept of thought and the ability to tap into and control our thinking very oftentimes dictates our ability to will our way through a circumstance or situation. By the same token, if we can appropriately capture the power of thinking and channel it in such a way that it is productive to us in pushing us and motivating us to move through a difficult circumstance or situation, there's not anything that I don't believe anyone would not be able to overcome. And most importantly, as I just spoke a minute ago about the scripture that I just read, if we acknowledge the power of God in the process of honing in on our own individual thought processes, if we are able to acknowledge who God is, right? We were calling the word of God. We were calling what the word of God says. We are tapping into our belief that God's word remains true, that what it says it is, that what he says he will do, he will do, that what it says he will provide, he will provide. If we are truly able to tap into that as we are trying to capture our thinking and thoughts and hold captive those things that would lend us to not want to deal with or confront whatever it is that we are facing, if we are able to do this and merge with our thinking, our faith in the word of God, there's not a single thing that we could confront that we will not feel victorious at prevailing over. And I know it almost seems like I might be talking in circles and I promise you that is not what I'm trying to do. I think what I'm really just trying to drive in right now is the simple point that we as believers do not tap into the ability to control our thought process as much as we should. And I don't think that sometimes we as believers give as much credit to our thought process as we should. And because we don't really acknowledge the true power of thinking and the associated will that comes with how we think, we may tend to create situations and opportunities where our thought process goes unchecked. And because the thought process has gone unchecked, the will that will be derived from a thought process that remains unchecked also becomes unchecked. So let me say that another way. Where we keep our thought processes in check where we were able to align our thinking with the word of God, where we were able to tap into the word of God and make it a resonant part of how we think, we are likewise able to provide the support that we need to enforce the will that would come from the power of our thoughts. By the same token, where our thinking goes unchecked, the power of an unchecked thinking or unchecked thought process will likewise produce a will, but it won't be one that can survive and withstand some of the difficulties that we may be brought to face in this life. I don't believe I can ever go through an episode without having to touch upon faith. And I've purposefully and intentionally tried to avoid making any reference to it thus far 
on purpose because I was trying to just more so stick to the idea of the power of the mind, more importantly, the will. But I can't do that without touching upon the notion that your faith is what drives and motivates the will. And so how we think is motivated by our faith. We read the word of God. We interpret the word of God. We understand it, but that's not enough. We have to believe it and believe it fully and wholeheartedly. Make it a part of our speech. Make it a part of our lives. Take it on as a daily exercise. It's almost as though someone hears a slogan and they decide that they want to make that slogan their mantra. Like, this is going to be my slogan going forward. Every time I get up, I'm going to declare and declare this specific slogan over myself. And I'm going to believe in that slogan. And that slogan is going to motivate me and help me. And there are people who do that. They have their specific slogans and mantras that they profess every day. You know, they channel their thinking and focus onto these mantras and they use that to motivate them and push them, right? The wheel. So if we can take that same energy and apply it to the word of God and make the word of God our mantra, make the word of God our slogan, take our favorite scriptures and verses, right? Make them a part of our daily speech, a part of our daily thought process. We are motivating and pushing forth our will, which is necessary in order for us to be able to push through anything that we are encountering. If you find that you are struggling to survive, If you find that the circumstances that you are presently in feel so overwhelming that you are almost at the point of suffocation, if you feel like you are ready to give over to defeat and just quite frankly, just give up entirely, that is a place and space where it can sometimes be so hard to crawl out of, right? Because the will is starved. The will is lacking. The will doesn't have the support that it needs from the power of thinking to motivate us to keep pushing. And so without the foundation of the word of God, something to believe in, something to put our faith in, without allowing the word of God to take root, where then is the feeding and source for the power that is necessary to create the positive thinking that is needed to will us up out of those moments. We cannot thrive where we do not have the requisite source and ability to feed and nourish our thoughts. And so if we are going to thrive or look to thrive while yet and still we are struggling to survive, we are going to have to learn how to capture the thoughts that lend to struggle and replace them with the word of God that will feed the will and motivate us to keep pushing. You always will have to have a positive motivator to push you forward and to push you through. And as believers, you would need that more than ever when you find yourself in a situation where you're struggling. And, and please don't understand that, you know, th- this podcast isn't about doom and gloom on every episode. That's not the intention. And I, I hope that I have not conveyed that in, in episodes previously discussed. What I want to do is make sure that we deal with a very realistic portrayal of what the life of a believer looks like. 
And sometimes, quite frankly, it's not pretty. Sometimes a believer will be brought to the edge of the cliff. Sometimes you will be pushed to the limit. And it is in those moments where you are struggling that you still yet have to figure out a way to keep thriving. And without the source of the word of God being an active function in your life, without you believing wholeheartedly in what you're reading and digesting it wholeheartedly, you will lack that nourishment that you need to feed your mind. Because no matter how we cut it, slice it, or dice it, it always starts with how we think. However we think about it will always be how we respond to it. However we think about it will always be how we see it. However we think about it will always be how we speak about it. However we think about it will always be how we feel about it. And unless you have the balance of the word of God and faith motivating the thinking and channeling the thinking and redirecting the thinking, you leave yourself subject to a whole lot of different random outcomes with respect to your speech, what you see, how you feel, and what you do. So as I close, I like to leave you with this tidbit to chew on. The capacity of the will of a man will only be limited by what he thinks he is capable of carrying. If our strength rests in the Lord and we trust in him to be our help, then our capacity to carry should be limitless because we're not carrying the load alone. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions.